0: All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing diversification, and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Uh,
1: thank you, Mr. Mann. It is time now for Invest Wisely with Walt Socara, our expert, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. They invest their clients' money in individually selected portfolios of individually owned stocks on the big U.S. stock market. If you have any questions about the market, about how the AKW invest their clients' money, how they work things, and how do you like to know about particular stocks you have, call this half hour because we're live and local at 330-673-1234 and uh, on WNR.com. You can call toll-free at 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, the market is sort of like a poem. It goes down, it goes up, and at the end of the week, investors have more in their cup. That's how it seems to be going now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's what it's been like for a while, Bob. You know, last week was an interesting week. You know, we started off Monday uh, with the holiday, and then we we saw uh, some ups and downs during the week. And at the end of the week, uh, we saw an up. Uh, The Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, for the week finished up 83 points, another 0.2% adding to the year-to-date gain now at 13.9%. The S&P 500 index uh, ended up 17 points, 0.4%. And again, on a year-to-date basis, we're sitting at about 16.3% on the S&P 500. The NASDAQ up 62 points for the week, uh, 0.4%. A year-to-date at 14.1% on the upside. And the Russell 2000, the small mid-cap stocks were off, uh, 25 points last week, about 1.1%. So again, people rotating back to the big uh, stalwarts, uh, the larger cap stocks. Um, again, we saw that Russell index closed uh, down, and again uh, for the year, it's at 15.5%. Uh, so a lot going on, Bob. Um, you know, we're we're paying attention. You know, to all the macro. Items that are happening, and we're also gearing up for another earnings season uh, that will kick off this next week.
1: Now, we've been talking in the last few weeks about the bond market and the so called bond vigilantes. I was concerned about the 10 year Treasury going above 2%, higher inflation expectations, but last week the rates dropped
2: lower. So, what's
1: going on in the bond market?
2: Yeah, but we've seen rates go lower. And again, just doing a yield check, uh, looking at that U.S. Treasury yield curve. Uh, we got two-year treasuries out there at 0.21%, uh, five-year at 0.79%, the ten-year at 1.36%, and the third year at 1.98%. And your observation is a good one, Bob. I mean, you know, we we really expected interest rates uh, to go up. We we thought the bond market wasn't going to buy into the narrative that the Fed was putting out there uh, about this inflationary period being transitory that. Uh, you know, the economy is really heating up and that the bond market, you know, was going to really kind of figure that the, the Federal Reserve was going to have to make some actions to counteract that inflation, you know, whether it's through tapering or whether it's through some higher rates. Uh, uh, but, again, the Fed's done a good job calming down the market. I think the professional investors out there have all kind of settled in and, you know, are kind of buying that transitory argument a little bit. I think the big piece of uh, you know what we'll have to watch is the meeting in Jackson Hole coming up in August, uh, where the Fed policymakers all get together, and we need to just kind of pay attention. I think tapering is something that we'll see, and again, that's uh, the Federal Reserve not buying as many bonds. You know, starting to slow down their bond purchase program, uh, and you know, letting those bonds kind of go back out into the market for purchases, which definitely could be a change in direction for the Federal Reserve.
1: Now, of course, when you go back to the market, once more, we're just uh, sitting here and almost amazed every single week that it just keeps, as they say, growing and growing and growing. Uh, looking back at some figures that, uh, that you sent me since uh, March of 2020, a year and a couple of months ago, the uh, stock market, that was when we reached its bottom in the pandemic, stock market has come back and risen 92%, nearly doubled. Does that make this recovery some sort of a record?
2: About it's one of the strongest, you know, back in June in 1932, uh, coming off of the bottoms from there, it only took three months for the market to double. Uh, But when you look back in history, this latest decline, you know, when we saw the market decline last March, uh, you know, dropping nearly 34 percent, hitting a bottom around March 23rd. Uh, we've had a 93% return, you know, coming up into to this uh, end of last week, and again, that's 50, our 15 months for the for the market to double. That's you know second in history as far as recovery goes, um, and it just shows the power of the market, Bob, and the fact that you got to stay invested. Uh, I think that's really the key uh, to investing is you can't get let your emotions uh, overtake you. You know, you got to realize that this is where people want to be right now. We you know, there's lots of reasons that are given why the market is doing what it's doing, but at the end of the day, it's because people want to own stocks. It's simple reasons. Supply and demand, Bob, drives most of what's out there in, in the economy, and the market, in life. Uh, there's an ama- amazing demand for stocks. Uh, there's an ama- amazing demand for housing. And when there's demand and the supply is limited or, or shortened, I mean, you're going to see prices go up. And that's exactly what we're seeing in the stock market, and the real estate market. You know, people's demand for investments uh, in, in these assets is higher than it's ever been in the history.
1: Now, these uh, quick recoveries certainly have to create different sets of expectations for investors in the market.
2: They do, Bob. There's a, there's a psychology term, uh, you know, called anchoring you know, we start to anchor ourselves to what we remember. And and really, most everybody, I mean, going back to 2007 and 2008, that was a very difficult period of time where we saw the market drop almost 57%. It took about 17 months for the market to recover. But, you know, when you see the recovery that we have off of last year, people kind of anchor to that. They say, wow, you know, if things go down, I want to get in because it's going to come back up. And I think that's really uh, the expectations that investors are starting to kind of anchor to. And, uh, you know, history is, is nice, but in some ways, you know, we have to realize that it doesn't give us all the answers.
1: Now, when you look, of course, uh, at history, and every time you have an investment, they have some disclaimer that says something along the lines of, you know, past performance is not a predictor of future performance. But still, is history a good way to understand these markets, or are we coming to a, such a time that history is not quite as significant?
2: Well, Bob, again, it doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. I think there's lessons we can learn out of for historical perspective. But, um, you know, it's not an exact science. It just gives us, you know, something to, you know, a, a road map to get us in the general direction where we're headed. And so I think history is important. You have to study what's happened in the past. You have to understand uh, the significance of, of the differences of what's happening now. There are a lot of things that are happening in the world that have never happened before. Um, you know, some of the activities, of, just like the Federal Reserve, like we talked about, that's an experiment in monetary policy. Uh, we don't have anything to look back on history on. So, uh, but but history is a, is a good indicator in some ways of just setting a reasonable level of expectation.
1: We're talking to Walt Secura with the AKW Group here in Akron and Fairlawn and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. Uh, Again, we're talking about the stock market. Any questions you have about that market or about the AKW Group and how they invest their clients' money in individual stocks, give us a call, 330-673-1234. You can talk to Walt live this morning on WNR's advice line. Now, uh, an aspect of the pandemic that is really impacting uh, the job market and uh, so many other things with a record amount of retirements during this period. Now, some of them we were were involuntary because of cutbacks. Others took early retirement because of the same issues. But about 45% of the retirees say they just simply retired because they wanted to. Maybe seeing their mortality and the aspect of uh, life being uh, shorter than we think. Uh, What are the numbers showing us now and why are so many retirees significant?
2: Well, Bob, we already had an amazing amount of retirement started. You know, the baby boom generation is aging. We have 10,000 baby boomers a day retiring. And then we got to the pandemic, and it accelerated that. And, you know, we saw almost 2.5 million retirements since the beginning of the pandemic. And, yeah, there's certain professions out there. If you're a police officer and you got 25 or 30 years in, you know, you're probably starting to really wonder if, if you want to be a police officer in today's world. So I think there's a lot of professions, and like you said, the quality of life and realizing there's other things in life other than work. And we do see an acceleration of, of retirement, and that's a, that's a really interesting uh, trend to look at, Bob.
1: Now, when people talk about retirement, uh, not too many years ago, we were concerned about whether Social Security would be able to be there for the future retirees. At this point, what do you think about Social Security? Is there enough to, to maintain these retirees? Would we we'll be as concerned as we I thought we were a couple of years ago? Or are things going to be okay?
2: Well, Bob, it's one thing I know that our, our politicians won't touch. You know, a lot of people worry about it. I always hear people my, people my age saying it's not going to be there when they get there, but it'll be there. It's now 17% of the federal budget, uh, $1.136 uh, trillion, dollars uh, is going towards covering Social Security benefits, and that's a lot of voters. And, and honestly, I, I don't see the Social Security system ever really, you know, being changed. There may be some delays. I think in the past we saw Social Security, you know, push out uh, the benefits or change the way the benefit calculations are, rewarding people for taking full uh, benefits a little later in life. We might see some adjustments in that regard, but. With the amount of people that are retiring and the amount of people on Social Security and living longer, uh, that's a lot of voters, and those people tend to vote, Bob. So I, I don't think we're going to see uh, too much change uh, from our government on Social Security.
1: Another piece of information you pointed out is that uh, at this point, about Americans who are over 70 years old have accumulated over $35 trillion of wealth. Now, what is the significance of this uh, both this wealth accumulation and the uh, age group in which it is uh, piling up on?
2: Well, Bob, we've never had a demographic in the history of the United States to live so long and acquire so much wealth. I mean, uh, we have an older client base here. We see the wealth accumulation that a lot of these uh, older individuals have done. It's amazing. It's, it's something to be complemented. Uh, their abilities to live you know, more frugal lifestyles, live within their means, save money, invest it. Uh, it, it's truly a testament to uh, doing a lot of things right. Uh, there's going to be a tremendous amount of wealth shift. Um, you know, the, the millennials and the Gen Xers are, you know, probably going to get $61 trillion of assets coming their way from 2018 to 2042. Um, so, again, there's a lot of significance to this wealth accumulation and eventually that wealth distribution. Uh, so, again, you know, planning correctly, making sure you have the right uh, plans in place, thinking of things like trust, you know how you want to distribute money to your loved ones, how you want to protect them uh, from themselves, maybe in some regards. There are really important issues and, and things that we help our older clients with every day here at the AKW group.
1: We're talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Fairlawn and also in Pennsylvania. Time now to shift over to Stock Talk. That's the time of the program when you can call up and ask Walt any questions about any particular stock that you have have out there, whether you're considering uh, buying it yourself Selling it, uh, you've heard about it, you're curious about what it's all about, give us a call now, 330 673 1234. You can talk to Walt directly and he can let you know what he thinks about that particular issue. 673 1234 here in Akron, and once more on WNR.com or anywhere else told free, 800 669 4100. So, earnings report, as you mentioned earlier, Walter, is starting to come out uh, this week at the end of the uh, second quarter. I uh, see JP Morgan, Chase. Goldman Sachs, PepsiCo, and others uh, dished out what they were making. Uh, So what does that earnings preview look at as we brace for more of these second quarter reports?
2: Well, Bob, the the reports are going to be excellent. Um, You know, the the expectation is over a 63% increase year over year in guidance. Uh, uh, So again, that's not the highest we've seen. Back in 2009, coming off the financial crisis, we had a quarter where Analysts saw increases of 108, so but this 60, you know, 3% type of returns, uh, your earnings to growth is pretty powerful. Uh, we need to look at the tenure of the revisions and also, you know, how companies are talking about the, the looking forward. You know, the forward guidance is going to be extremely important. Um, so again, we're ready to dive in. Our work really begins again, Bob, this week. You know, all the companies that we follow will be. Paying attention to all those earnings return reports, diving in, running them through our financial models, looking at a lot of metrics, and uh, you know making sure that we're in the right securities for our clients.
1: Now, Chinese stocks are out there, of course, but they seem to be getting a lot of interference in their market from their own government. Their Chinese equivalent of Uber, which is called Didi, over there, uh, saw their stock drop about 22% because the Chinese government is threatening to crack down on their app because of antitrust concerns. Is on the heels of their own IPO, which makes this a uh, very perplexing. What what is going on in China,
2: Bob? China is tough. You know, again, the the regulatory environment. I think what you really have is, you know, they're trying to get their hands around um, these these larger companies. You know, China's government uh, does control. You know, they're very worried about control. I, I think they see the tensions with the United States. You know, the potential of delistings or increased tensions and i think they're just trying to rein in their markets i think they're trying to rein in their investors a little bit and their companies and again it is perplexing though you know when it when a company comes out on an ipo and is telling a story and you know everybody kind of buys into the stock and the next thing you know the government says well you know we we think there might be antitrust issues here um you know you, you wish they would have done that obviously before the stock came out on the ipo so It just reaffirms what we've been talking about, Bob. You know, we're kind of uh, cooled down on China a little bit. We were never a big investor internationally in China anyway. We had a couple companies that we liked there. But I think we just want to see how this political risk kind of plays out. And uh, we would tell people, just make sure you know what you're doing as you get involved here. It's a a market that has a little bit of extra risk above what uh, the United, United States stocks have.
1: Coming back home, another stock we've talked about is Biogen because they recently won approval from the FDA on a new Alzheimer's drug. Well, now the FDA is being harshly criticized for giving that approval, and the uh, shares for Biogen fell 3% this past Friday. Now, the scrutiny and regulatory pressure of the FDA, is that a concern both for Biogen and any other of the uh, pharmaceutical companies?
2: I think it is, Bob. You know, the FDA protects consumers. The FDA has been an important... uh, you know, kind of part of this process, you know, the vigor uh, that a U.S. company has to go through to get a pharmaceutical approved into market and to consumers, that the FDA provides that protection. And it also justifies the prices that, uh, you know, these companies can charge because people realize that the length and the, the amount of due diligence and the amount of money the companies have to spend to bring these uh, drugs to market. So uh, there was a lot of scrutiny around this uh, at-do-helm. At uh, which is the Alzheimer's medication from Biogen. Um, the, the committee was very divided. Three members resigned you know, right after it was approved, and there was a lot of dissension uh, as far as rhetoric coming out, and it's been in the news. <clears throat> Again, this is a medication that's needed. There's over 6 million people out there suffering from Alzheimer's, uh, but you got to make sure the drugs are—you know—they have the right efficacy, that they they do what they say they do, and they and they work, and they they've gone through that proper—you uh, know—due diligence. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, and something we need to pay attention to, uh, not only for Biogen, but for all the biotech and pharmaceutical companies that we follow.
1: Once again, you can talk to Walt now on Stock Talk at 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100. Now, Taiwan Semiconductor also reported strong revenue results last week with the fact that they work a lot with Apple and the next generation of iPhones. What are your thoughts about Taiwan Semiconductor?
2: You know, Taiwan Semiconductor is the world leader, Bob. And, uh, you know, they're the biggest foundry in the world. They, they you know, cr- create a lot of microchips. Obviously, they're used in Apple iPhones. Uh, they reported sales last month, 22.8% uh, increase and um, over a 32% increase in May. And, again, we've talked about the global shortage and semiconductors. So uh, Taiwan Semiconductor sits in a good position right now. It's definitely one that we're looking at for our core equity portfolio.
1: Now, Apple, of course, uh, was not sharing in a lot of the stock market gains in the past uh, year or so. But uh, on Friday, the stock of Apple hit a high of $145 plus a share, with a market capitalization of about $2.4 trillion. At one point, you held Apple in your core equity portfolio. Do you still have it in there?
2: We still do, Bob. We like Apple. Um, you know, we understood that you know, the stock hit a high of 145 back in, in you know, January. Traded back down to the 118 range, uh, you know, somewhere in March and was in the 120 range in June, you know, way below the, the highs in January. But sometimes you got to have patience with these good companies. And uh, we saw the last couple of weeks the stock push back up and, and hit a new high last week. So again, we like Apple. We like the, uh, you know, the cash flow that this company uh, generates is amazing. You know, they run their company for a year, they, they have about $90 billion of free cash flow. Uh, that they free up, they have an ecosystem of products that is well-integrated, and, again, a company that we really like as we look forward.
1: So you're going to stick with them, even though most folks might say, well, if I had Apple and hit a record high of shares, now's the time to get out, but you're going to stay with them.
2: Yeah, you, you ride your winners. You know, I, I think that's a, a mantra that I've had my whole career, and it's worked really well. You know, I think you hold on to strong, powerful companies. Uh, valuation is a little bit
3: high, but sometimes you pay what you get for it, Bob.
1: Let's take some calls now for World Secure on WNIR. Good morning. You're on the air.
3: morning. I uh, wondered, uh, since you mentioned Apple, you ready for an Apple story? Sure. Uh, you know, how I like these uh, real-life uh, situations, but the reason I bought Apple years ago was at Christmas, uh, all the kids got together and the nieces and nephews, and uh, I, I noticed they Nobody was talking to me anymore. They were looking at their phone, almost <laughs> ignoring. I was like, I wasn't there. And I yep. said, what's going on? And uh, they said, well, we're on our Apple phone playing games and talking to their loved ones somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and bought Apple, and uh, yeah. that's why I bought it. But anyway, I, I like these stories when you did your your starbucks story but i i have a story for everyone and i i think i should write a little book and say I, don't pay any attention to teacup and head and shoulders charts and all this go out in the world and uh, buy the things that you use every day if you go to tj maxx like i did we'll buy the stock or if you if you use cheerios by general mills and uh it's paid off over the years i mean not to not to numbers like in uh Amazon, but, uh, you know, Apple numbers and uh, real life numbers. But uh, anyway, that's my Apple story. What do you think?
2: (laughs) I like it. I like it. I got one for you, too. I I used to eat dinner with my kids, and I had the same situation one time. They're all sitting at the table and they're on their phones. So I picked up mine and I texted them. I said, Put your phone down. And all of them looked at me simultaneously with, like, the scared face and put their phones (laughs) on the (laughs) table. Uh
1: oh. Dad knows how to
2: text. (laughs) Yeah. But, but, yeah, Ken, I'd love to read your book. You know, oh, okay. that might be something you want to do.
3: Yeah, I think I I will, uh, every every vacation, put down maybe 10 or so and put it together. And uh, uh, I, I've been watching now on TV all the hot weather out west, and they show the grocery stores like they used to show them loading up on paper towels and toilet paper. Now it's cases and cases of soft drinks and water and uh and those pro drinks, those sports drinks, I mean just carts and carts full. So I'm going to watch the results from Coca-Cola and Pepsi, and uh, I think the gasoline prices might offset the profits from the water, and uh, Cokes and drinks. But anyway, I'm I'm interested to see how that heat wave is going to affect Coke and Pepsi. What do you think about that?
2: For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) definitely things to pay attention to.
3: Okay. Real good.
2: Thank you. Thank you for
1: coming. Yeah. Now, a reminder that the Robert W. Baird Company is affiliated with the AKW Group here in Akron, and they not only provide private wealth management, but they help them with things like financial planning, estate plan reviews, tax reviews, uh, analyzing stock options and Social Security, and, of course, retirement. We talked about retirement earlier in the program, how many people are retiring due to the pandemic, and the retirement boom was already going strong with the baby boomers. So retirement is going to be different, though, for everybody who goes into it. So how do you really explain retirement?
2: Well, Bob, we re- re- explain retirement, that it's not a destination. You know, it's different for everyone. It's dynamic. It's continuous. Um, you got to have a plan and you got to be able to adjust that plan uh, because nobody really knows. You know, I think everybody thinks the retirement planning is, you know, you sit down, and you get this book back and it's got all the answers in it. And that's not it. Um, retirement planning is something that you do ongoing with someone, uh, you know, a competent advisor. And they help you, you know, point out all the issues, the worries, the, the plan, you know, the assumptions that are made. And every year you have to sit down and readjust that. And as things become more critical, like uh, health care or, or maybe distribution issues, that, that's kind of worked into that retirement plan. So that's kind of how we explain it, Bob. It's, it's really a process.
1: What are the typical retirement worries and planning issues?
2: Well, it's different than any other time in life, Bob, you know, because you, you give up a lot of control when you work. You don't have that cash flow coming in from your work. You have to figure out how to live off the investments that you have or some kind of monthly benefit payments. You start to worry about medical costs and, and how you're paying for your, you know, your medical issues. And uh, you worry about running out of money, and then you got to look at everybody that's on the payroll still. If you're helping other people, um, you know, what do you do with all those things as well? So there's a lot of worries that people have when they enter, enter retirement.
1: Now, we've been talking about the retirement classes you're going to be offering uh, later on this summer and this fall. Locally, they're going to be at the Kent State University Hotel and Conference Center in Kent. In the Washington, Pennsylvania area, they're going to be at the South Point Town Center, which is near Washington, which is again near Pittsburgh. Two distinct classes, retirement planning today for those who are 50 to 65 and not yet retirement. And the second class is called Renovate Your Retirement for those over 65. Can you give us a brief outlook of what the topic is going to be that those be covered in those, uh, those classes?
2: Absolutely, Bob. The retirement planning today will cover topics just like we were talking about. You know, life planning issues uh, as you enter retirement, uh, needs and expenses, uh, roadblocks and mistakes, uh, how you derive income, yeah, look at plan distributions from, from the retirement plans that you have, uh, your investment mix and so forth, uh, the risk management that you have to have in place and also, those display estate planning needs, and then when we go to the Rejuvenate Your Retirement, uh, that's for people that have already entered retirement. They may have already made some decisions on taking the Social Security or how they're covering health care, but then we look at things like retirement income concerns, how long will the money last? Uh, we spend a lot more time looking about uh, health care planning and estate planning and some of those distribution issues that we were talking about. So. Uh, two distinct classes that really uh, work well, you know, depending on what stage of retirement you're in.
1: Now, there is now a link on your website called Events, which will give people all the details that you know about these upcoming conferences, dates, times, places, how to register. And that's, a, if you go to this website, now it's a long word, so keep a keep a pencil handy, akwgroup.rwbaird.com, akwgroup.rwbaird.com dot rw baird b a i r d dot com and then click on the link events it will list the dates times and locations of these two retirement classes coming up later on this summer and this fall so it's kind of neat i think it's a great thing you've often prided yourself on on education you're an educator yourself uh, taught at university level and more it's kind of a pillar of uh the things that you put as a foundation for your for your clients so in education why is it that important for you
2: well, Bob, you can always learn. You know, I think that's the one uh, pillar that I believe in the most is you, you can always learn something. And, you know, I've gone to many of these types of things over the years. And even if you walk out with one idea, one thing that makes you better, one thing that uh, leads you to a better decision or makes you think harder about an issue, uh, you know, I think it's always a win. And I believe education is a lifelong process. Uh, you know, as I went on and got my master's degree and advanced education, I learned how little I know and how more, uh, how much I need to keep learning in life. And I think it's one thing, no matter how young you are or how old you are, you can always learn.
1: Once again, if you want to find out more about these uh, seminars, the website is akwgroup.rwbear.com. Click on the link, Events, or you can call them locally, too, at 234 Seven, six. So what about next week? Now, the first full week of this new quarter, and lots of those reports are coming out.
2: Yeah, Bob, we'll look at all those earnings reports we talked about. Um, you know, some of the big banks, uh, like we said, PepsiCo, um, uh, Delta Airlines reports this week, United the uh, Group. So, again, we'll get a lot of earnings reports and some economic reports also to take a look at. And uh, we'll be also in here talking to a lot of our clients this week.
1: Once again, the AKW Group in Akron, Walt Secure at the helm, 234-466-7476 in Washington, Pennsylvania. Sue Marshall is out there. Call them at 412-480-5090. Tell them you heard them on WNIR, Kent Akron. Walt Secura, the AKW Group, talk to you again next week.
2: Thanks, Bob.
4: During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Biogen, symbol B-I-I-B. Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol B-A-B-A. Coca-Cola Company, symbol K-O. DD Global Inc., symbol D-I-D-I. General Mills Inc., symbol G-I-S. Morgan Chase and Company, symbol J-P-M. PepsiCo Inc., symbol P-E-P. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, symbol TSM, TJ Maxx Companies, Inc., symbol TJX, and Uber Technologies, Inc., symbol UBER. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from JPMorgan Chase & Company in the past 12 months. In addition, Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by JPMorgan Chase & Company for non-investment banking securities-related services in the past 12 months.